Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, informed, and entertained. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today I am super excited to have with me my good friend and the Honorary Lieutenant Colonel, Corinne McClellan for the Halifax Rifles. Wow. Welcome, Corinne. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. This is so exciting for you to be here today. Oh my goodness. I'm so pleased that you asked me here. Oh my golly, of course. Now, you and I have worked together for a few years on a, a lot of different things. And yeah. one of the things, one of the many things I have to say that I absolutely love about you is your drive oh, and you. your passion. Yes. And I have to say, this recent appointment for you, the Honorary Lieutenant Governor, for the rifles. Colonel, I'm not graduated to the or governor Oh, sorry. But look, we, can, we can always <laughs> we were, aspire. We're oh my aspiring. God. We were just talking about that, so it kind of slipped out of my, out of my mouth. That's yeah. so funny. Anyways, no, Honorary funny. Lieutenant Colonel for yes. the Halifax Rifles. Yes, yes. So exciting. It's, it's exciting. It's an unbelievable um, honor that I did not see coming. And, uh, you know, I think we all um, believe in life that we, you know, we are sort of like, you know, hip to things happening. I really, it was a complete surprise uh, to me to... Uh, to be uh, asked uh, to, to be appointed as, as an honorary, and uh, then when it sort of you know beca became confirmed by the Minister of National Defense, I was uh, again I think continuously floored by the whole thing. But um, you know the work that I've been doing in uh, the commemorative space absolutely has um, really you know I guess raised my level of awareness around uh, just the greatness of our forces in Canada. Oh my golly. Historically, um, which is sort of like the space that I've been working on, so it's sort of like, you know, our military, you know, of yesterday, yesterday like military history, and now in this role I get to work with military of today, and so I'm just blown away by uh, the people that I've, I've been meeting and uh, what I've been learning about, you know, just the just the basic operations that they're involved in. Um, the flood relief in New Brunswick, I, when I was engaged on for my orientation with the Atlantic Council of Honoraries, I was, I, I could not believe just the um, integration and the coordination that was required and, and just the effort. You talk about drive, oh my goodness. These people put me to shame. <laughs> oh my golly! Well, and I mean, they're they're trained, and it yes. really it really does show well yeah. in times of need. For, oh, absolutely, especially yeah. for things like the flooding. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit because, truthfully, I'm not surprised that you got Aww, this appointment. Thank you. So I I was a little bit shocked. So mm -hmm. let's go back to talk about some of your historic work that you have yeah. been doing. That kind of really, I guess, helped to move to the get to this big, I guess, instill a spark in you, I suppose, is, Aww, the, is yes. the right word, right? That is a great word, yep. So let's go back and tell us a little bit about some of your So, you know, it's, fu it's funny, as, as, you know, the last couple of weeks have rolled out, um, you know, in, in thinking about it and talking to people, you know, because there's a lot of people who are, who are like, you know, well, why would why would they appoint you? And I, I guess there are people who aren't familiar with the work that I've been doing. So, so this is the perfect opportunity yes, exactly. to let people know how you yep. end up being an honorary exactly. colonel. So I think it's kind of comes in two parts. But the, the first part is in 2013, I was uh, engaged by the government of Canada to help with an incoming mission from uh, Belgium and what well, was essentially run by Visit Flanders, which is an organization that I ended up collaborating with quite a bit over the commemorative period. The commemorative period for the Great War was 2014 to 2018. So that's right. the centennial period of the war. So there's a lot of um, anniversaries in there, centennial anniversaries for Vimy, for Passchendaele, uh, the Battle of the Somme. So um, the Belgian people knowing the ties that they have with Canada 
uh, had approached me and they said, you know, we'd really like to have somebody in Canada to sort of engage and, and uh, you know, try and uh, increase the number of uh, Canadians not only who are aware of uh, the Canadian history that actually resides in Belgium, but also to increase visitorship to, to Belgium. So I'm proud to say that over... Um, you know the the span of the time that we were working, Canadian visitation went up to 120 percent. It went oh up 120 percent. So wow, that's yeah. incredible. So it was incredible, and it certainly was inspired by um, you know the connections that we have to history, the connections that are the family connections and uh, community connections that we have to those unbelievable you know historic. Uh, battles, you know, uh, Passchendaele in particular uh, was one I was very heavily involved with. Um, anyway, so I guess pulling all of that together in, uh, you know, in, in one piece for me, um, I ended up working, collaborating quite a bit with the Army Museum, and now I sit on their Board of Governors. Um, through that uh, journey um, and learning just about our incredible history here, I mean, it really is un paralleled what we did as a city and as a province. Um, I always tell people um, to read Nova Scotia's part in the Great War because there are like seven blockbuster films in, oh, that, wow. in that book. I mean, just and in terms of what we were able to do as a people, it's really incredible. And you discovered some of your own personal connection while I you were did, doing your research. I did. In fact, there is, um, I, I always knew that we had some military history and we did have, um, my grandmother had an uncle um, that was known as the Colonel and he actually was a Lieutenant Colonel for number nine military hospital unit that went in for the First World War. He ended up um, dying in, in the First World War. He, he It's a, a crazy story, but he died of anthrax poisoning. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, so it's, again, I say, you don't need to go to see a Hollywood movie. Just read <laughs> about your own history. And I think for a lot of people, you know, you can find a hero in your own family. You don't have to scratch the surface very far, um, in Atlantic Canada in particular, uh, to find um, really honest to goodness greatness in in your in your own lineage um, for me how that manifested uh, was not wanting the commemorative period to pass without leaving something tangible that would you know sort of affect the hearts and minds of people today mm -hmm. and so that's how the last steps uh, memorial came together and so um, wanting to mark that place was, and I probably will cry because I'm very emotional about this but yeah. talk a little bit about that because that's like your baby it it was I think um, <laughs> I hate to, to sort of refer to it that way but um, it became it definitely became <laughs> I a, <refer> yes <laughs> it became you say it was me <laughs> okay Jen did Jen said it um, but it became a passion project because uh, Again, I was so touched by the the history and just the effort, um, really Herculean effort that we put forth as as a people. A very small city, very mm -hmm. small province, um, you know. And stories of you know people enlisting right at the you know the, the dockyard where the, you know ships were leaving for you know for battle, basically. Um, you know, so all of these types of things were you know really inspiring. I shouldn't just say inspiring. I mean, they were they were motivating me to want to mark the place where Canada went to war. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, I don't think, understand that. And I think, I don't know, I think maybe um, anecdotally I knew that, but right. I don't think I ever really Thought absorbed about it. that 
Halifax, where we live, and Nova Scotia, because a lot of uh, ships left out of Sydney too, but this is where Canada went to war. Mm -hmm. It's where people took their last steps on Canadian soil. I mean, that's significant. It is. It's a sacred ground. It really is. It's and a sacred ground. To hear you talk about it, and it really helps you to pause to think about that, because it, that's what we really need to do, is to stop and think, like, oh my golly. And that's a great, uh, that's a great way to describe it, because what we um, were aiming to do, and I think we achieved with the last steps, was... Um, causing people to pause. And so when um, and when we hear this all the time from developed Nova Scotia and our friends down on the waterfront, um, they say it's a really great place for reflection. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we find now, even around like Remembrance Day, people are going there and they're leaving, um, you know, poppies. They're, they're going there to have that quiet moment of reflection. Um, it marks the place where Canada, many Canadians, thousands of Canadians, took their last steps on Canadian soil. And so we thought it was really important to mark it. And uh, I think we can look back and say we did a good job. Bang up job. Like it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Now talk about its sister. Yes. And so <laughs> because that wasn't enough work, um, because it actually it was quite a bit of work uh, to, uh, you know, I mean. The to, red tape alone. My yes. Golly. Well, just putting anything up in a public space is, you know, is, ne is never easy. And um, but we had really great partners and we had a, a, an amazing artist, my friend Nancy Keating. Um, her vision, um, you know, my artistic <laughs> capacity is at the Crayola level. So, um, so thank my, goodness for friends. Thank goodness for friends and uh, and passionate friends. I mean, she had a you know direct connection to the First World War and certainly to um, uh, the period that we were we were looking to to uh, to mark. And of course, Ken Hines at the Army Museum. All of these people together, um, you know, we were able to able to pull this together. Anyway, the sister monument. All of my friends and the people I was working with in Belgium said, "Hey, that was really cool what you did. We'd like to do that here." <laughs> and so the Canada Gate was born. And so now in uh, Passchendaele, Belgium, uh, the sister memorial to the last steps. The Canada Gate uh, stands uh, strong and proud, and uh, it is in the exact place where the Canadians held the town of Passchendaele. Uh, it would have been 100 years ago, uh, 2017 or 1917, when they uh, when they um, held the town, and the people there were so moved by the idea of the last steps um, and that sort of concept of a portal, you know, where Canada went to war and where Canada fought its costliest battle, and so. Uh, it stands exactly, if you look through the arch of the Canada Gate, you will be standing in the exact place where the Canadians held that town and where they, what they looked at for those, you know, several days that they fought and mm -hmm. died. Wow. And so, um, so it's, it was really special the way that they embraced it because it was not going to be perfect for them unless you, it was positioned exactly where you could see exactly what those Canadians saw a hundred years ago to the day. Wow, and that's so, uh, yeah, it was really, really, really a special thing to do. And, and that involved digging up like a, you know, a, the Canada land road. It involved a whole heck of a lot more oh over goodness. there than it did here. So, uh, so it was, it was really moving to be a part of it. That's really incredible. So the reception there for Canadians in general is just completely... Well, I mentioned the Canada Land Road. I mean, it's yeah. it's named after the Canadians because that is the path that they took to, to hold that town. When you, uh, if you go there ever on November 10th, they do, uh, they do um, a torchlight walk. So basically from that place, they, uh, at eight o'clock, the exact place that the Canadians started the assault, they will go... Uh, by the hundreds mm. holding these torches and they walk in the exact footsteps so oh again the last steps idea um, the exact footsteps that the uh, that the Canadians did and so they do that every November 10th it's a vigil um, and they 
pay homage to us. They hang flags out their windows. It is um, the most unique experience you can have as a Canadian outside of this country. Wow, that's amazing. And you actually got to participate last year, didn't you? I did, yeah. Actually, well, I, in the Torchlight Walk as as well as um, the Passchendaele uh, ceremony, which was Centennial, which was actually where we unveiled the Canada Gate. So that was a, you know, a thrill to be a part of that. Absolutely. Perfect timing. Yeah. Oh, my golly. Yeah. What was your favorite part about being in Belgium for that period? I think, honestly, when... I, I had some remarks uh, when we unveiled the candidate. Oh, God, I'm going to get emotional. Um, and I, I, I think for me, when I stood there and I understood what the Belgians were doing, what, what, why it was so important for them to have it in that place, the first time that I stood there and I looked through that arch and I saw the steeple that those soldiers saw 100 years ago, I tried to imagine the courage that it took. And it was impossible. I mean, I can't imagine at that age, that young, tender age, having the bravery and the courage that it required. And so I guess when I look back, I mean, there's a lot of really incredible mm -hmm. um, people that I met, um, ceremonies, I've become good friends with the ambassador, which is, you know, not something that you can typically <laughs> say in an average day. Um, so, yeah, so the, a lot of things were, were really monumental. But for me, what really capped it off was standing in that moment and, and knowing that what we did certainly through in in me just as a as a spectator even um achieved the mission and that mission was we will never forget you we will never forget what you did we will never forget how you fought we will we will try to understand the courage it took my golly that's yeah. amazing we're going to have a quick break and when we come back we'll continue this great conversation you're listening to cioe 97.5 fm welcome back to find your sparkle with jen welcome back corinne thank you now just before break you were talking about that moment when you were looking through yeah. Canada Gate yeah. in Passchendaele. Yeah. And you just disclosed some, you know, emotional stuff. Can yeah. you just share a little bit of that? Sure. And then, yeah, then we'll yeah. talk a little bit more about what your actual duties are going to yes, be for this new absolutely. role. Absolutely. Yeah, well I think it's sort of just building on, you know, um, you know, what was the, the highlight over, you know, working through the commemorative period. Certainly Canada Gate was that. But the moment for me was that moment when I, you know, t took a, a moment of pause and looked through uh, the Canada Gate, saw the steeple of the Passchendaele Church and understood that that is exactly the view that those um, brave young soldiers uh, were looking at all those years ago. And I guess I think it, it hits people in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, but and I was not ready for the way that it was going to hit me. I, and do you think part of that was you were so busy yeah. on everything else? Totally distracted. Yeah, right? totally distracted. You didn't have yep. time to really even grasp. Yeah. Well, and I guess, and that that speaks to the artistry too, right? I mean, like this was Nancy's vision, mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I, I had to just turn to her because she was at the ceremony with me. I had to just turn to her and say, "Well, it worked," <laughs> um, because I just immediately um, it just hit me in such a profound way because I was sort of questioning myself. I mean, it's any of these memorials. I mean, they are to provoke thought. They're to yes, provoke emotion. Like absolutely. that's what they're, that's what they're, why they're there. So we remember. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it, what it evo evoked in me was a question to myself. Would you have the courage? Could you do it? And I don't know the okay. answer to and that question. You know what? Thank goodness we don't have to make yeah. that decision. And I, and I guess that's where it really lands for but everybody. It's frightening yeah. to think about that. And, and as yeah. you alluded to, I mean, some of these men and women were just kids. Children. Yeah, kids. they were just so young, so young and, um, and so, so brave and so proud. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, like they were, they were really 
proud to be Canadian. Able to do that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, they were. So this part, what you've just described for us, was just one portion of how you got into, yeah. your, appointed your new role. Yeah. Talk about some of the other things that you've done and, and what makes you suitable for the role. Because as you said earlier, yeah. some people are saying, well, why are you in this yeah. role? Well, I think it's, the only people who have asked me that mostly have been people who aren't familiar. They know me in other lives, you right. know, in other sort of um, capacities that I've worked and, and so on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, the commemorative period when I was approached to do that incoming mission in 2013, um, you know, sort of working with all of the partners that we had, um, becoming really close colleagues and now friends, you right. know, with a lot of those colleagues, for, uh, such close friends so much so that now I sit on the board of governors for the army museum and, uh, commissioners Nova Scotia. <laughs> um, so, you know, working through that and just really, I think being, um, passionate, like sharing their passion, being energized by their passion to, um, remember the greatness that, that created this country. I mean, we live in one of the best countries in the world. I Absolutely. mean, I would, ar I would argue the best. I know people would argue with me, but, um, that was my job was to go out and, you know, tell the world, uh, you know, how amazing we are as, as Canadians and as, and as a, a nation. And it's not a difficult, uh, not a difficult sell. Truthfully, truthfully. Yeah. So anyway, so through, through all of those, um, relationships, uh, now, um, this week in particular, we'll be working on, uh, D-Day, um, uh, commemorations uh, tomorrow at uh, Citadel Hill. So that's, you know, Exciting. another another milestone. But it seems like there's, you know, there's a milestone every every other week or every other month. And, and certainly um, even outside of the commemorative period for the Great War, now we're into the 75th anniversaries. Right. So, um, yeah, so, so working through that and, uh, and understanding um, the need to reach out in to a new generation and in a different way. I think that that's how um, I I came into this position because um, I've uh, I've in some ways been a conduit, I guess, mm -hmm. to uh, through media and and through um, you know just stakeholder groups and and so on. I think that that has been um, you know I think my co coming into certainly the board of governor for for the Army Museum and saying you guys have an unbelievable like treasure trove of history here. Let's, let's show it to the world. Let's right. tell people about this. Exactly. Let's get this out there. And so after, um, I don't know, I'm going to say, I think it's four years now that I've been sitting on the board of governors. Um, I've, we've gotten to, uh, to be really good at it, you know, finding those stories that resonate with people and, uh, and sharing them and, and also working with, uh, the chief curator there to present them in a way, um, that, you know, has, has great impact. And I think that you've played an integral role in increasing the curiosity when you're able to do that too, and hopefully instilling some fresh blood that yep. may be generating <laughs> some interest to join our military. Yeah, so that's my my current day job as um, you know an ambassador with the, the Halifax Rifles is recruitment. So recruitment is a big part of what uh, this role is is about. So it's awareness and and certainly recruitment. So I've been working with uh, with their ranks on uh, you know a variety of activities and kind of quietly, not in this role, but over the past year I've helped with a couple of open house uh, you know events and also um, you know helping with uh, getting the word out about recruitment through various uh, channels. That's amazing. And mm -hmm. I think that having a, a young, beautiful, fresh face like yours. <laughs> Maybe is not this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. It's certainly a good 
what, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess a, a, a new look for the military. I mean, it's been stereotyped for so long, specifically yeah. the Army, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yep. the hoorah, it's the tough guys, it's yeah. the on the, on the field. Yep. But in, the, in the trenches. I find it has, like, spending some time at Gagetown and Aldershot in the last year, um, it really, that complexion has really changed. Um, diversity is, uh, is, is here. Um, there's no question about mm-hmm. it. Uh, women in leadership roles, I think, uh, I think I was mentioning earlier, um, when I went up for my um, orientation at Gagetown for the Atlantic uh, Council of Honoraries, there are more women on that council now than ever before. And that was for Nova Scotia? That's for, for, for Atlantic. For yeah. Atlantic, so, okay. So, so, uh, so all four Atlantic provinces, there are more women that sit on that Atlantic uh, Council of Honoraries than ever before. And so, That's incredible. Um, That's awesome. It is incredible. And I have to say, when I was looking around that room, I mean, they are impressive people. I mean, there's uh, the former uh, chief of Madawaska. There are um, doctors. There are, you know, they're the head of the Atlantic Ballet. You know, I mean, these are um, incredible um, ambassadors and uh, just, you know, people who are accomplished in their own, in their own right. So when you were offered this. Yes. Sort of under the table at first that you had the hint and the inkling it was coming. Yeah. How did that all transpire? Yeah, so um, the well, the the rifles approached me. Um, the commanding officer uh, Gary Melville um, had approached me, and I initially thought he was asking me for suggestions for, <laughs> for other people that they would nominate, and uh, and then he sort of you know sort of understood that I was mi- I was misunderstanding. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so he sort of laid it on me, and I was like, oh, okay. And then you know, it's interesting because. Um, you know, anytime something like that surprises you or, um, you know, because I'm, again, just like, as you said earlier, I've just been in the trenches. Like I've mm-hmm. been, I had my head down, you know, working so hard on whether it's, you know, we're going to hit a, a mark for a certain anniversary. We're going to get an, ex- you know, exhibit up. We're going to, you know, be able to, you know, get the word out. Are we organizing another delegation? I think I did eight delegations to Belgium, you know, over wow. the last four years. So just it's a so lot of work, a just, lot of stuff. It to is, do. it is. And so it, I think when I was, um, evidently surprised by it um and then you know talking to just a very small circle because the it's a it's a very uh, regimented process as yes, it would be in the army yeah. uh, so you can't really talk about it or anything like that and it's never approved i mean it, it's never a sure thing i mean they can appoint you but it doesn't always get approved okay yeah That's so um yeah so uh you had to be very you know hush hush about the whole thing but as the those you know sort of quiet discussions happened um and I don't, I don't think I said, why me? I, I, I hope I didn't say that. I really do. Um, but uh, they, were, they were very clear on why. You know, I mean, they were, they were very, um, you know, articulate about, you know, the, the variety of things that I had been working on. And I think it's, it's a symptom of the fact that, um, you know, you don't know sometimes who is watching the work that you're doing and the impact that you can have. Well, and that's not why you're doing the work. No, absolutely. You're never, ever, you're never, ever doing it for that reason. No. But, um, you know, as the commemorative period came to a close and we started getting those unbelievable statistics about, you know, Canadian visitation and just, um, how Canadians were embracing the stories that we were telling in particular from, uh, whether it's from the army museum's perspective, but also just from an Atlantic Canadian perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me to have the Halifax rifles ask me, it's, it's a historic unit. I mean, 1865, it's one of the oldest in uh, Canada. Wow, that's the, It incredible. has two prime ministers in its ranks, lieutenant governors, you name it. I mean, this is a prestigious historical um, 
army unit that um, I'm, I'm beyond humble to be affiliated with. That's amazing. So from that time, how long did it take through for the take for the paperwork and your official? Yeah. So I think it was like it was certainly last summer. It's like about a year ago. Wow. About a year ago, um, which I'm told is a speedy really <laughs> process. Yeah. So it's about a year ago um, that it, the process started, and then uh, you know we kind of came through you know criminal record checks. Thank goodness for my parking tickets didn't impede <laughs> that, and uh, and all of those things, and then uh, I. I don't think there were any real supplementary uh, questions or, or pieces that I had to provide. It's just in around, it was in March where I started to kind of get inklings that, you know, things were moving and, and uh, you know, I had passed a certain milestone or, or something along those lines. But again, you don't talk about it at all. Right. And then the letter from the Minister of National Defense came. So, um, which was, I felt like um, a little bit anticlimactic because I wasn't really <laughs> sure what it was at first. I mean, you know, we all get, you know, brown envelopes. Mine usually come from Revenue Canada. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so when I opened it, I was awfully delighted to I see that imagine. it was from uh, from our incredible Minister of National Defense, Sergeant Sajan. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a really busy three weeks oh my golly um, yes yeah it's been really busy but uh, there's we've only just begun there's so much more work to do and uh, I will be waving the flag for the Halifax rifles um, for the next three years that's amazing yeah what do you hope to accomplish and we're, we're almost out of time but just for yeah. a final closing what is your objective for your legacy so As the first woman, yes, absolutely. I want to help uh, increase recruitment. Uh, for, first and foremost, that's uh, I want to build the strength of the unit. Um, they are a very strong unit as as they are right now. But my my hope is to to support them in that role. And I, if I if I could lean back on my you know my commemorative years, I'd really like to uh, to continue to increase the uh, awareness around uh, our military, our rich military history here. It is unparalleled. It's amazing. It's a Hollywood block blockbuster movie mm -hmm. in every page maybe we'll have a we'll see one of those movies come to fruition one i of these sure days. hope so i sure hope so well cream we're out of time but it has yeah. been an absolute slice having you here it's been a lot of fun learned a lot yeah. good luck with thank your, your you appointment. so much it's i'm very proud of you and oh, thank you it's been a slice special thanks to luke for producing this episode you're listening to find your sparkle with jen and remember go out and do something that makes you sparkle we'll see you next time on cioe 97.5 fm